Connecting Indigenous musicians and artists to the world. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars with your host, Rhonda Head. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's my, I'm going to be interviewing my 94th guest since I started the show back in April 2020. So I'm really excited to have you here and joining the show this evening. So I'm just going to read a couple of announcements and then um, the bio of my next guest. And my guest this evening is the awesome Jason Lapine. He's a really fantastic fiddle player. So you're going to be in for a great, great show. So I just wanted to talk about the uh, Indigenous Superstars Award Show is now uh, an incorporated uh, nonprofit corporation. Oh, and there's already people tuning in. Hello, beautiful, a Facebook user says. Thank you. Hello from Kansas. Hello, Kim. Thanks for tuning in. Dottie Honey says, awesome. Thank you for tuning in. And like I said, we have a really awesome guest tonight, so we're, we're going to be in for a great, great show and great entertainment. So the the, the show is going to, we're going to be pre-recording the show on December 10, the award show. So, uh, and I extended the deadline to November 30, so musicians still have time to submit to the award show. And there's 17 music categories, and you have till November 30th to to uh, submit your song and I'm just going to play the video here. It's an evening of celebration as the inaugural Indigenous Superstars Music Awards 2021 features 17 categories and the chance to take home top honor of the year. This award ceremony will increase awareness of a songwriter's craft and gain recognition online and through promotion. The show will be streamed live on Indigenous Superstars and Frog Radio December 10th and 11th. To register your songs or single, they must have been released and distributed on Spotify between January 1st, 2019 and November 5th, 2021 at midnight. Entries for submissions are already underway. The Indigenous Superstars Music Awards 2021, proudly sponsored by... 94.9 RadioWestern.ca 89.3 The Raven and Frog Radio For all the details and to see a list of 17 categories plus hear artist song entries please visit our website at IndigenousSuperstars.com So get your submissions in. Uh, Darwin Moore says hello from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Thanks for tuning in. Richard Woodman says, is there a link? Yes, it's it's uh, indigenoussuperstars.com. That's where you can go check out the, the link for the award show. So I just want to announce my song, 500 Years, is number 12 on the Indigenous Music Countdown. And go onto the site and, and you're allowed five five votes to, to vote for your favorite uh, songs and, and musicians that are currently on the Indigenous Music Countdown. Richard Woodman says thanks. Hi, hi. So the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra and Manitoba Hydro are, are presenting the uh, presents the Maiden 
Manitoba Christmas, complete with song, drums, dance along with the WSO from December 10th to the 31st. You can enjoy the concert in front of your own home over the holiday season. So you can have a watch party and they're doing it free for Indigenous communities. (laughs) Yay, 500 years. Yay, yay. Yes, go vote for 500 years. Lisa Lewis says hello. Welcome to the show. And you can contact... uh, 204-949-3965 204-949-3965 or email ccastle at wso.mb.ca for more information. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, read the bio of my next guest. That's my 94th guest. Uh, Jason Lapine has won numerous fiddling championships in and outside of Manitoba during his fiddling career. Jason is a freelance fiddler, fiddle player who plays all over for festivals, socials, jigging, and square dance competitions, and numerous other events. One of Jason's biggest experience was being chosen by the Manitoba Fiddle Association Committee to represent Manitoba in the Grand Masters Fiddling Contest in that was held in Ottawa, Ontario. He played against and met some of the best players from across Canada, Please welcome my 94th guest on Indigenous Superstars, the awesome Jason Lapine. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Rhonda. How's it going? Oh, been busy with, with the show and with um, and releasing music, and but it's been so much fun. And, and uh, be, because I'm in the, uh, the music industry and, mu- and music circle, I got to meet you. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be on the show, Rhonda. Thank you so much. Uh, um, and it's amazing listening uh, to your shows as well. Uh, you're one heck of a singer. And uh, let me tell you, I really enjoy uh, listening to you as well. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, Kim from Kansas says, love the ball cap, Jason. So what does yeah. your ball cap say? What is it? <laughs> Go Red Sox. Oh, no wonder <laughs> why. Yeah, that's my hat. Well-known hat. Cool. Well, uh, you're too small, or your hat is too small for me to see. I'm just saying that because I'm a New York Yankee fan. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, anyways, we'll get back to music. And uh, I just want to ask you, um, like, how – how did you get involved in music and what inspired you to to continue to play music? Uh, well, you know, music is is a big part of our family and our, our Métis culture. And my dad, Gary Lapine, who is a Manitoba Fiddle Association and Métis Hall of Famer, um, he inspired me a lot. Um, when I was younger... Um, he thought I was going to be a guitar player when I was a little, little three-year-old, four-year-old. I used to strum to his fiddle playing, and you know I used to uh, hear fiddle nonstop. It didn't matter what time it was. Uh, my dad would be playing. There would be, you know, a lot of social gatherings at the house, and uh, we would have some good times. And I grew up uh, with this uh, music this Métis fiddling uh, all my life. And um, I eventually picked up the fiddle and he uh, tried to teach me. uh, My dad plays by ear. We don't play by notes at all. 
And uh, he tried to teach me, but my dad doesn't have very much patience. And I guess I'm a little bit stubborn myself too. And it's weird because that's the way my dad learned off of his, from his grandpa. And um, it was the same way. My dad uh, learned by ear. He took it upon himself to do it. And it's funny that it went sort of full circle uh, uh, that way to learn how to play one of the hardest instruments out there and um, to come out doing very well doing it. And, uh, you know, later on, you know, we just we went out and we competed and we were competing against people that, uh, you know, were technically trained. And uh, um, that's just the way it went. You know, we 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 uh, we did our best uh, to compete. And even when we didn't compete, we're out playing and uh, um, putting on shows for everybody else. And they, the number one thing to our uh, style of music is the danceability. And um, people loved love the way uh, we play our fiddle. Yeah. That is so, that's what I, I was going to ask you that question too, that the fiddle and the string section seemed, well, well, I took a band and, and, um, and I, I tried guitar and, and it just went over me for, for yeah. the string section. Like I could play the clarinet and the saxophone, but, but the, mm-hmm. the, that was, I found the string section to be a real difficult and challenging instruments to play. So I'm, I'm really um, impressed that you, you, you and your family perform and, and play by ear. Yeah. You know, and, and it goes back to the old, old days that um, a lot of the players, the old timers, uh, they didn't read notes, you know, they picked it up, especially Métis fiddle players or Métis artists or entertainment entertainers. It didn't matter if you played guitar or if you sang or, you know, they, they, they picked it up by ear. And uh, it's amazing um, um, uh, the skill that it takes, uh, you know, and the repetitiveness uh, to learn uh, those tunes. It doesn't matter on what instrument you play. But, uh, yeah, I just never uh, did read the notes. Um, Again, um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't read notes. Uh, It's it's, you you get a lot more... um, I mean, it's it's more flexible when you can read the notes because, you know, if if you're playing for any type of bands, you could just chart it out, and you just read it. And some players, some players are good and have that memory to do that and have that skill. So I have another question: like when when the when the songs are in certain keys, like how, do you know the key that that uh, they need to be done in? Well, yeah, it's just the, the standard key that you, you start in. And there's some changes in there, to tell you the truth, that I'm not quite sure where some of those changes go. So I have a lot you of just, my... You just do it by, by feeling and... That's and right. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you were t- uh, I want to ask you about the Grandmasters Fiddling Contest. Can you tell the audience about this this uh, it's like a national contest, right? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was uh, chosen. Uh, the Manitoba Fiddle Association um, chooses the top five fiddle players uh, for the province, and each province has that as well. They they um, 
uh, they pick five players to go and compete in the Canadian Grand Masters, which is held in the Peen, Ontario, a suburb of Ottawa. And uh, they take the 11th, uh, the top 11 placings. Um, my first appearance there, I mean, I was just uh, very, very honoured to be chosen. And uh, I, I gained so much experience, met so many great players while I was there. And like I said, I was just happy to be there. Uh, to tell you the truth, um, I, I just just listening to all the different styles from BC all the way through the prairies, uh, right to the east coast, uh, was was crazy. It was just like amazing. Like, and I just felt like doing one of these elkabongs with my fiddle over my head. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but um, what the what the people really appreciate is like I said, the different styles uh, of fiddle playing, you know, um, of course our, our style Métis is the, like the Red River style here compared to, you know, going doing the Ottawa Valley. Uh, then you're going to the, you know, the East coast. And again, they, everyone has their different ways of playing. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that, are you ready to play? Are you ready to entertain the, the audience that's tuning in? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna give you the screen. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a tune that I composed for my for my youngest daughter, and it's a tune called Tig's Tig's Favorite. Tapping my toes. That was a pretty awesome melody. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really like that one. So, so the what you played was, was it's called a Red River style of, of playing. Yeah, like I mean, um, the the, the Métis style of playing uh, consists of a lot of double stringing, and it's a technique that we use. So, uh, a lot of double stringing compared to just single single strings. Uh, a lot of uh, Double bowing, lots of double stops. Um, yeah, and a lot of the tunes that um, that we play compared to standard standard tunes uh, out there, um, what we do is we sort of cut across on tunes, say that are charted, that are charted out. 
So a lot of Métis players with their own styles, they either cut across or add another beat to their tunes. Cool. So, but it's still very danceable. Like I said, very, very danceable. Yes, um, I was, I was uh, tapping my toes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so a Facebook user said, hello, Jason and Rhonda. Darwin Moore says, hi, Jason. Kim hey, just gave you a whole bunch of ha hand claps and Facebook user uh, gave you a bunch of hand claps. So that Thanks. wasn't the only one tapping my toes, that's for sure. Right <laughs> <laughs> on. So you do you um, do a lot of Red River jigging and uh, playing Red River jigging and squirrels <laughs> groups. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, like I mean, uh, that's my forte. Um, going to special events, uh, um, you know, whatever it may be, a lot of festivals. I play in a lot of a lot of Métis uh, and First Nations communities and. Um, just all over the place um, where they have uh, the square dancing and the, and the jigging. And I play for uh, a lot of amazing square dance groups out there. And, and again, Red River Jig, Red River Jiggers, like, uh, man, I, I get cramped up just watching them while I'm playing, you know, it's, <laughs> but the, the whole thing with um, the square dancing um, is again, we have our own style of, of the square dance, of square dancing. We have a first change. They dance to a second change and a third change. Um, it's not the same as contra dancing. It's different. Um, this is uh, um, teams or, or dance groups that have their own, uh, I guess, their own uh, ways of dancing. And um, it's... And it's just the same thing with the Red River Jig. There's so many different steps. And I, I will be playing the Red River Jig. Got to play the Red River Jig for sure. Oh, yes, for sure. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, I mean, there's so many uh, amazing jiggers out there as well. Like, you have just some of your top jiggers out there. My good friend there, Mr. Ryan Richard. And you got Felicia Morso, And uh, the list goes on. I, I mean, I could name a whole bunch of them. And um, same things for square dance groups, you know, the Ivan Flat Memorial Dancers, they have their family uh, that has been brought up, you know, uh, since they've been small, starting out with uh, the Asham Stompers. Uh, you got the young ones coming up there too from Dauphin. Um, again, and the same thing applies for fiddle, fiddle players, you know, you when I was when I first started playing, I, I, I wasn't quite sure if uh, the fiddling was gonna. I thought it was gonna die out uh, at times, and then we had this resurgence of, of of fiddle players when I got out when I was around. I don't know in the junior class, just getting ready to come out of the junior class, and I don't know. Maybe it. I, I sort of uh, look at maybe kids listening to um, maybe the Leahy um, who I've met at festivals. Um, you look at uh, who else? Um, there's, there's just, again, like you take a look at the great fiddle players out there, like um, Clint Dudium or, you, you know, Darren, Darren Lavely and uh, Patty Kustrock and her son, Alex and, the list go, again. The list goes on with the, the amazing talent, uh, fiddle and dance that's out there. 
for sure. And, and uh, a couple of those, those uh, fiddle players you talked about, I got them on the show and mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of, of um, getting to hear you perform at two concerts this past summer. And it was really great to to watch you perform and, and uh, your show is like high energy and, and uh, you're just a great, great fiddle player. And I really enjoyed watching you perform. Thank you. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, I'm interviewing the awesome Métis fiddle player, Jason Lapine, and he's going to do his second piece. All right. Okay, so this next tune, there's quite a few people that know this fiddle tune, and it's the, actually, it's like the national anthem to the Métis. And uh, this one's called the Red River Jig. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim from Kansas said we have several amazing fiddlers and Appalachian flatfoot dancers and kudos to Jason. Awesome. Raymond, Raymond Sears said awesome my friend and Janet said awesome and Kim gave you a whole bunch of uh, applause. Awesome. <laughs> so the, the audience is totally enjoying your your um your your interview and your performance and nice great playing facebook user says right on thank you for tuning in so i have some other questions i want to ask you can you tell us about some of your memorable highlights in your fiddling career well let me tell you i've been playing for quite some time now and uh i just wanted to share something with everybody here my first fiddle contest was in 1988 and it was actually my first contest was actually um our family went on a trip to alberta to my to my grandma's place where she was living in bashaw alberta and they had a they had a little country fair 
And at that time, I was still learning just how to play, but I was very, very, very shy. And I was just like just one of those little closet players where, you know, I would my dad would get home. I'd be practicing. I put the fiddle away, you know, or else. And then he'd call me out and, you know, were you just playing? I'd be like, yeah. And, and then even just playing in front of my dad, what I had learned, I was just very, very nervous. So there, there was this fiddle contest there, and um, my dad was going to enter it, and they wanted me to enter it, and I needed one more tune. And it was, I knew I had a waltz, but I didn't have a jig. I had, and I have real good reels, like the quick ones. That's what I'm known for is those quick tunes. So he quickly showed me the basics of a just a simple jig. So I learned it. And then entered this this fiddle contest for my first fiddle contest. And, like, I was so nervous. I, you know, barely played in front of my family, never mind, you know, anybody else. And it was a packed little hall. And I just remember just being in a zone and just playing. And inside, but inside I was shaking like crazy. After the contest, people were saying, you didn't even look nervous at all. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, you know, sweating in the whole thing. But anyway, I ended up taking home my first trophy, and it doesn't even look like a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept this thing. And, uh, yeah, you can see yep. Bashaw, Alberta, first place, beginner. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. So, so I was just going through a bunch of stuff in, in storage there just this past weekend. And uh, I came across, you know, uh, some old stuff from my fiddle history, I guess you can say. Um, so one thing led to another, right? So I started um, as a beginner and the road just started there because like I said, my dad, uh, it was awesome to see my dad come home and listen to it. That's all we heard till I Every like from a from a youngster up to a teenager, you know, he would come home. Didn't matter what time it was, and he would go practice in the kitchen for acoustics. And on top of it, he would even practice in the bathroom because the bathroom acoustics were. And he would work on his fiddles. And guess whose bedroom was right next door? Mine. <laughs> and it didn't matter. He would play it one two o'clock in the morning. You know, we just got used to it. We just got used to that. So from there, um, I've won some, I won, you know, I was in junior class. I went up to the junior class from the beginners and then went up to the open championship. But uh, I, I did very well in the fiddle contests. And, um, you know, I never, ever, my dad always told me, never, ever go to a contest and expect to win. And I always took that, I always always had that in my heart you know I wanted to the best thing about going to these contests was meeting uh, you know so many new people fiddle players uh, learning from them I was just like a sponge you know because I learned my ear and also meeting the fans and and slowly getting a fan base you know to follow uh, and uh, people who enjoyed your music so in 1996, after winning a bunch of junior titles across uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan and uh, Alberta, 
I, I took home the, uh, I won the Manitoba fiddle champion. Uh, and that was my first uh, fiddle champion. I've been runner up in the open class as well, but I staged it going up into the championship class where all the big fiddle players, like all the great, the fiddle greats uh, that I listened to, I had to compete against. I even competed against my dad, you know, um, and, and I just remember the first contest. It wasn't the Manitoba championship, but once I came out of the junior class or in the, oh, you got a chance to go in the opener, the 18 years and older, you got to pick if you wanted to go in the opener championship class. Um, I played against my dad. It was just a matter of time. And, it, it, it was such a weird feeling because uh, um, it was a great moment too to, to, to come up to this point where you're playing against your, your idol, you know, your, and your mentor. And, and, um, and yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I beat him in that fiddle contest. Uh, it was a good feeling, but on the other hand, though, I was sad. I was sad and uh Yeah. I could I could totally understand what you're saying about yeah. about that. Um, uh, I'm just going to read some of the comments that uh, from some of the fans coming in, and you're gaining new fans tonight. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Marilyn Kirsten Shane, my friend in Saigon, says I'm here listening. I know how I grew up with fiddling music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook user says that first trophy is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Kelly from OCN says hi, and she's uh, waving away at you. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. We have a, a really awesome fiddle player. So I'm gonna I'm gonna request one song that 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 you're you're gonna play next. I, can we hear a waltz? Sure, absolutely. I'm gonna play a, a waltz that my dad composed um, for his mom. And this one is called the Mum's Waltz.
Ah, thank you so much for playing that. Uh, the reason why I, I requested a waltz is because it, 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 my my late mom and dad used to always waltz to 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 that kind of um, waltzes on a fiddle, and my late nice. aunt too, and it just brought a lot of uh, really good memories. And my friend, same thing with Marilyn Kershane from Saigon, said uh, Maple Sugar Waltz. I had my first dance with my dad when I graduated from high school. Aww. So that was, and and uh, people are saying, uh, you know, beautiful. Applauses <laughs> from Kansas says that was beautiful. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. You know, and um, there's so many, um, again, people who compose their own stuff, you know, from it fiddling to singing. And it, it, it's so nice to, uh, to see others um, play, uh, play some of your compositions. And I've, 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 uh, heard and I've taught some of my kids my, my music and uh, it, it, it floored me one time I went to a contest and and I heard one of the kids being taught from somebody else uh, play play what I've composed and seeing other great fiddle players again other fiddle players just learn it off my recordings and 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 even asked to uh, put it on their CDs so it's Again, it's an honor, uh, uh, you know, to have them uh, share that uh, music uh, that you do, that you've composed uh, with everybody, right? Of course, yeah, that's so great to to hear that, and it's it's it it must be really empowering for you. And do you, do you, do you compose a lot of music because that do they inspire you to keep creating and and writing new or composing new music? Yeah, like, I mean, um, I have three recordings out, uh, Hearsay, and uh, my, that was my first recording. And I and I, um, I had three or four of my own uh, compositions on there. I composed a tune for a Métis elder that passed away uh, um, called the Beatrice Hannah's first Memorial First Change. Uh, I've composed a tune, um, you know, for, for my daughters. So I've composed tunes for, I've compo uh, composed a, a tune for um, a, a dance group, the Ivan Flett Memorial Dancers. I composed a tune called the Ivan Flett, yeah, Memorial uh, First Change. And, um, you know, again, uh, those people, it's, it's an honor to have a tune composed for you uh in in this industry you know that so um everything it, it's weird how how some things uh how sometimes you come out with those with some of those tunes uh, like i said the 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 uh, metis alder that passed away uh it shouldn't i shouldn't say it just came up uh those feelings and uh what she did for you know the youth um starting up a little square dance uh team in Portage La Prairie Manitoba they haven't had square dancing in there and for for a long time a, a group that goes and does shows and they uh, the Métis Prairie Steppers they 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 went for years and then of course they get to an age where they separate and they're going to school and you know, and you got those kids in St. Ambrose, uh, you know, they were brought up as real good uh, dance dancers and probably, uh, and they still are, you know, uh, awesome. they get, you know, like a reunion for them to come back and dance. You know, the Asham Stompers, they've gone through several, several dancers, but 
Arnold does a very good job bringing the youth in and and helping them out and and those kids learning how to uh, become very good dancers with the groups that they've had. Of course, and and the reason why they're they're good dancers is because they have good fiddle players uh, playing the music like yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've had my stint with uh, the Ashram Stompers. I played with them a few times. Um, you know, uh, they they also have a very awesome fiddle player, uh, Sean Musu, and um, uh, uh, Brandon Chartrand has been playing with them. J.J. Lavely has played with Darren Lavely. The, the list goes on. There's so many fiddle players that uh, – um, that uh, play for these dancers. It, it does take a special fiddle player, though. Oh, yes, stamina sure. and everything uh, is, and the timing is very, very important for these dancers. And it's comparable to powwow because when when dancers dance to a really great drum group, like for instance, uh, Stony Park or or uh, uh, the the Grammy nominated Northern Cree, when yes. when when those drummers sing it just brings out the spirit of the dancer and it, they just oh, dance even harder and it's exactly the same thing when when there's a really amazing fiddle player those dancers are just gonna put you know you just feel the energy of them giving them their they they're dancing their heart out right that's right i'm a very aggressive very uh i like to drive her when i'm when i'm playing and uh um yeah uh, it's just uh you know the dancers sense sense this. Of course, there's a and the, and the fiddle the player can tell as well. So there's yeah. like a communication. You're watching their feet, and you just you just want, the more you drive her, the more they get into it. So I mean, everybody of course is going to benefit, right? The the dancers, the fiddle player, the crowd is going to see right. such an amazing uh, you know uh, show. It's it's uh it's totally incredible, and I got to watch that uh, at. Sakiwe Festival this past summer, and it was so great to 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 witness that. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this is like powwow. <laughs> yeah, connection with the 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 musician and the the dancers, that energy that that they create. It's just it's really incredible. Also, wanted to share with you a couple of other things here. So we talked about when I won the Manitoba champion. Um, next from there, when I won it, in, I don't know, what was it '96. Uh, in 2001, that's where I was invited, and here's my certificate to to go to the uh, Canadian Grand Masters uh, fiddle contest. And like I said, uh, that was just an incredible experience. I mean, um, I was I've I've had I've been there twice, and um, man, uh, I, I I played clean uh, through my performance. Uh, but like like I said before, um, if you think I was nervous at that first little fiddle contest that I went to, uh, man, I was, you know, <laughs> really nervous at the Grandmasters. Uh, but guess what? You if, if you got invited there, you're just as good as everyone else that was there. <laughs> uh, we had, you know what? We had a lot. Of, we had a great time and meeting, like I said, meeting so many people and stuff like that. And then from there, uh, through my journey. Um, I I won this, and uh, this here is the uh, Aboriginal People's Choice Music Awards in 2014 for the uh, best fiddle CD of the year, and that was my second uh, fiddle release uh, called Driving Force, 
uh, won the um, best fiddle album of the year. And I have to say, I, I owe Jeremy Russo um, a lot of credit and a lot of people out there may know Jeremy. Um, Jeremy was born blind at birth and he can play any instrument. Yeah, he's totally amazing. Totally just absolutely amazing. He did uh, two of my recordings. He did my second one, Driving Force, and my third one is uh, Métis Flair, and he did an amazing job, and uh, I really appreciate all the hard work uh, that he did uh, with, with those recordings. And we always had fun when we did the odd gigs together. So That's awesome. So we have a, a bunch of people tuning in, so I'm going to get you to play another another piece. Okay. I'll play, I'll play, I'm going to play a tune here that's very familiar to everybody. Uh, this, this is a tune called Whiskey Before Breakfast. sharing your love of music yes. and uh, Facebook user said I used to play that whiskey before breakfast all the time with Willie Gordon RIP up in Yukon Dawson City at the Westminster Hotel and lots of applause and bravo Francis <laughs> <laughs> so is loving your playing so um, when I was reading your bio um, you opened up for some really amazing acts can you tell us about it and and uh, which one was your favorite? Well, favorite you know what? I, I didn't just open up for some of them. I, you know, I, I played. It, it was amazing because when I went to when I went to when I was in school uh, in junior high and through uh, uh, high school and Portage Collegiate and my hometown of Portageville Prairie, um, I got uh, to meet and to to know uh, Chris Thorsonson and. Uh, um, 
Doc Walker, basically. And I played with Doc Walker uh, when they first started out, and we had some great times. And uh, uh, Chris would call me up, and he says, "Ah, oh, we're not getting hired if we don't have a fiddle player." So he, you know, he fired he fired up the phone, gave me a gave me a call, and and I was more than happy to uh, uh, to play for uh, Doc Walker when they were first starting out. Uh, we did a couple of uh, we even went in a competition to the Battle of the Bands at the old Palomino Club. And uh, they had a competition there through, I don't know how many weeks it was, but uh, we made it to the finals and we lost to the seasoned band back then uh, called Hog Wild. Uh, but uh, let me tell you, the, um, the fans, we got a very, very loud ovation. Um, and uh, again, like I said, I, it was, I was very, very honored to be on the stage with those boys. And, um, you know, we had, we had, Lots of fun and lots of stories uh, uh, that we have for the times that we've uh, gone out and done shows. Um, what else? Yeah, some of the other uh, big things. Big uh, I've opened up for Nitty Gritty Dirt Band uh, for Leahy, and those are both at the Arnold Arnold Ashams uh, um, his festival there at Reedy Creek for the Ashams Stomper Festival. Uh, that was lots of fun. Um, who else? I opened up at uh, the Batosh Saskatchewan um, for their big uh, anniversary. Opened up for Michelle Wright uh, again. Uh, I was playing for the Asham Stompers uh, for that. Uh, that was that was awesome. And another probably big highlight of my career, I, I would have to say, was playing at the Celtic Colors. Uh, uh, you know. Um, International Festival in Cape Breton and on Cape Breton Island. And we were there for a week. And uh, again, I, I was there with the Ashram Stompers uh, playing for them there. So um, I'd like to thank Arnold again for giving me all those opportunities back, uh, you know, back in those days when we went out and did those shows. And he, he does the same thing for many other uh, fiddle players and many other dancers and jiggers. So, um, yeah, it's it. It was an awesome time, and uh, I played down in the states at uh, an amazing festival called Keplin Fest in Belcourt, North Dakota. And um, man, uh, they have some great entertainment down there. Um, I've been a staple at many many festivals, um, and uh, the people just want me to. They always demand that I come back. And I think I know why, because it's just not a main main stage show that they get. After hours, we 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 sit around the fire, and uh, you know I, I'm there playing hard for them, and uh, and they really enjoy that. I'm a very very social person that loves to get out there and uh, you know socialize with the fans and uh, and and uh, join them at their fest, you know, join them at their campsites. Uh, even if I, you know, just sitting around and, and listening to others as well play and, you know, that's, that's, awesome. that's where, that's where you build, that's where you build a lot of good connections as oh, well. For with, sure. For sure. Fans. Yeah. So gonna, well, I acknowledge some of the people that are tuning in. Uh, Brian Waskowitz from Saskatchewan. He sing, he sings with the champion Red Bull. Oh, um, nice. drum group. So he's tuning in and uh, Phyllis, Phyllis reset said you and your dad are the best, Jason. Oh, thank you. 
And Kim from Kansas, first time this ever happened on a show, says come to Walnut Valley Festival next year. So there you go. Oh, wow. You'll connect with Kim. Set me up. <laughs> yeah, she's from Kansas. So uh, it sounds awesome. that's pretty awesome. So I think we're, can we get one more tune out of you before we uh, end the show? Sure, absolutely. I'm going to play that. Uh, I'm going to play a tune that I just learned uh, not too long ago. And, uh, uh, from a fiddle player from Alberta, and it's he called it the reel of the Métis. Facebook user says, sounds pretty good, bro. Oh, thank you. I'm showing you your name. (laughs) (laughs) And Kim is uh, giving you a a big smile. So I have uh, have two more questions to ask you. What would you, what advice would you give an up and coming fiddle player? Well, my, my advice would be have fun. That's the number one thing. Um, you know, have fun at what instrument that you're playing. If it's fiddle, have 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 lots of fun. Enjoy the moment. Uh, enjoy learning. Um, you want to, if, if you want to play an instrument, I, I know there's a lot of people out there, um, and they've said this to me, oh, I wish I can play like that. Um, if you put your, if you put your heart to it, and put in the time. There's a good. There's a good possibility that you'll you'd be able to do it. I do, however, feel sorry for those ones that try so hard to learn any instrument and they have trouble learning it. I I, I wish I could play guitar. The, the I could say, well, you know what? Well, how how come I can't play guitar? Because I haven't invested the time to to do it. So, you know, um, I, I 
I spend a lot of, you know, it's, it's taken me a long time and a lot of, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine how many hours I put into this craft, just like any other entertainer, you know, you, you, you really have to uh, be dedicated to your craft. And uh, you totally you, agree, you know, and, um, well, you know, and like I said, it's, it's just, I've been given a gift. Who, yes, you have been. I've been given a gift, uh, you know, um, many others uh, musicians have, and um, everybody has their own different styles of playing. Um, I, I put my own twist to many fiddle to fiddle fiddle tunes. If it's cutting across or if it's, you know, adding some pieces, um, that's how people figure out, Hey, that's Jason Lapine playing. I know how he plays. Oh, that's Darren Lavely playing. I know how he plays, you know, uh, that's Reg Bovet back in the day, you know, and I, and I, Reg Bovet was one of my idols, fiddling idols. He was probably um, second to my dad. My dad was my fiddling idol and my mentor. You know, I've always listened to him. And the way I learned is back, I threw records on and tapes and listened over and over and over again and picked it out, figured it out. My dad did show me some of the basics of, of, you know, some basics. But again, he uh, he didn't. He taught me a little bit, but it's it's funny how it comes full circle. Things that I learn now, I'm teaching my dad. You know, now my dad doesn't have the patience to teach, but how did I get the patience to teach? Because I've learned on how to how to how to do that, right? You know, and yeah. now I work with kids um, and all kids are different and they have all different types of learning capabilities. And uh, I mean, you have to take that approach. That's right. You know. So, so where can the audience find your music? Well, um, they can contact me. Um, they can email me at J A Y L E P at live.ca. So that's J Lep at live.ca or they can uh, call me at 1204-871-5607 or they could connect with me on Facebook. <laughs> There's a lot of Jason Lapines out there, so be careful. <laughs> Make sure you pick the right one. <laughs> I got a, a couple of relatives out there that try to be imposters. No, just kidding. <laughs> But anyway, uh, no, uh, like if you're interested in um, in booking me to play for any type of functions, I play for wedding socials, festivals, you name it, it uh, private parties. Um, yeah, you could get a hold of me on Facebook and, and message me. Um, yeah, and then if you want to get a hold of my – if you'd like to get a hold of any of my recordings, um, I'm currently – have to get more um, more CDs made for um, Hearsay, my first one, and Driving Force. I Right now, I do have copies of the Métis Flare, uh, my latest CD. 
um, uh, available. They're $20 a piece, and I could send them in the mail. Uh, they'd be $25 if they're sent in the mail. So there's a lot of fiddle tunes on, on the CD. And um, again, like I said, um, I'm just very, very blessed to be able to share uh, my Métis fiddling with everybody and around the world. That's awesome. So do you have any any music online on any on any digital platforms? No, I don't have my own website at all. Um, nothing online, Are nothing with uh, n- nothing on iTunes. No, no, I don't. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. okay. Yeah. So do you have any fi- final words? We're coming to the end of the show now and, and so many people tuned in and totally love the show and well, I like, again, you know, I, I'd like to thank all, all the people out there who are watching. And um, I'd like to thank all the fans that have supported me over my fiddling career. Um, I'd also, again, I'd also like to thank all my fellow musicians who have uh, backed me up at various uh, functions. I'm a freelance fiddle player, so... You know, I, I, I get hired and sometimes I'll have a house band or whatever there. Or else I'll select different people that are um, available uh, for certain gig for, for, for gigs. And uh, I really like to thank all of those 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 guys because uh, they really have added and helped me out through my career. That's for sure. No doubt about that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. And it's, uh, no, uh, you didn't disappoint me, that's for sure. You <laughs> totally entertained, entertained all of us with your amazing fiddle playing. And I always told you, you're a great fiddle player and you had to come on, you had to come on the show. And I'm really glad that you did. Like, there's so many people that tuned in and made comments. And awesome. Uh, I'm sure you made some new fans and you even got an invite to Kansas. So that's really, really, really awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be a great time. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure. I'm totally, uh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Rhonda, for, for having me on your show. I mean, uh, I, like I said, it's an honor. And uh, miigwech. Thank you. Hi, hi. So, so the next guest on Indigenous Superstars is the uh, amazing cello player, Chris Dirksen. So I'm looking forward awesome. to interviewing her. And be sure to follow Indigenous Superstars on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, uh, and subscribe to my channel on YouTube to see this, this uh, show and past shows as well. So stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you for tuning in again. Tune in again next time when Rhonda interviews another up-and-coming Indigenous superstar, only on Indigenous Superstar.